Hello and welcome to Nerd Vomit. I'm Doug, I'm a nerd, and this is my vomit. You can probably hear it in my voice. I've got a bit of a head cold. So, the list is not only shorter, there's not a whole lot in the vomitorium because I've been basically sleeping when I'm not working. Uh, so I haven't watched much. And I don't feel at 100%, so this will be a shorter episode. I apologize. But let's get right into the vomitorium. While I realized that You're the Worst, Season 5 has started its final season, I realized I hadn't watched Season 4, so I played a huge game of catch-up on You're the Worst. I love this show. It's like watching every bad decision I've almost made and some that I have on screen. It's a train wreck, a beautiful train wreck that you can't look away from. Uh, it's smart, it's funny, it's emotional. They deal with every uh, season's kind of got a highly emotional core to it. They've done uh, seasons about depression, PTSD, um, true happiness, and like, you know, the psychology of, of happiness was kind of the, the, the s kernel of season four. I missed the characters. Uh, I missed Jimmy and uh, Gretchen, Edgar, Lindsay, everyone. Vernon. I missed uh, Janet Varney, uh, who's always funny. Always, always funny. Can always, I mean, just clutch player for comedy and hilarity ensuing. Ultimately, I knew where the season was going to go because I've seen the previews for season five, so I knew that Jimmy and Gretchen would eventually end up together again, but it was a matter of the roller coaster ride of how they get there. Once again, this is a show where it was recommended to me because the first season is very similar to a relationship I had, and they were like, I had a friend who went, you have to watch this, this is you and this girl, uh, oh my god, like almost verbatim, and having watched the first season, uh, I went, oh yeah, that's that was totally me and her. Uh, her and I, I apologize have to be a grammar nerd as well, uh, and was just hooked uh, in terms of the dark comedy and uh, emotional impact of, of the seasons and the episodes, and just, and the way they talk, the dialogue is super sharp without seeming that way. It's flawless and conversational, and I'm sure took a lot of time to craft, but seems, once again, like, effortless. It's, the, the character voices are so true when watching it. Speaking of characters being true to themselves, a bit of an update on South Park, The Fractured But Whole. Um, haven't played it in a little while because of, of course, the sickness, uh, but I do love that they've included Jared from Subway, who basically jerks off with a sandwich on my face, and it like comes mayo, and he's like, oh no, I got my special sauce on you, and I'm like, oh my god, I spent money for this in the best and worst ways humanly possible. And, uh, spoiler alert from a game that's been out for almost two years, uh, it turns out the secret mastermind is Mitch Connor, who is, like, this criminal mastermind who's, like, possessed Cartman's hand. Uh, I remember him doing the Jennifer Lopez episode, but uh, after that I, I I'd kind of moved away from South Park. I just didn't have the time to watch it. So, uh, it just... The game just makes me want to watch South Park. It makes me want to see if there's, like, a best-of DVD or, like, you know, Matt and Trey's favorite episodes, and then I'll kind of do a compilation of that as opposed to watching, I don't, I don't even know how many seasons, 14, 15, whatever it is, uh, you know, to, to get 
all the way through. And I'm sure every every episode probably has a, you know at least a nugget or two of outright great humor or social biting satire. But I don't want to you know I don't have the time to sit and watch you know 15 seasons or whatever it's at. Speaking of things, I will sit down and watch tomorrow premiering on digital is the Reign of the Supermen DC animated movie, the sequel to Death of Superman. Uh, last year, I believe, when Death of Superman came out, I bitched about how they've basically done this story two or three times, uh, and this one, they're staying truer to the comics, which I remember reading. Um, I still have my black-bagged Superman number 75, which was the Death of Superman. I'm excited. Uh, I, of course, talked a couple weeks ago about how excited I was to see Superboy in Titans, uh, how Young Justice is back, and Superboy's in that, the Connell version, and how he's one of my favorite characters. And Connell made his first appearance as Superboy, the clone of Superman, in Reign of the Supermen. So I'm excited to see kind of a new, a new genesis for one of my favorite characters, and I'm interested to see how they're going to do Steel and the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman and all of that. The, the one thing I've got is that it's a little weird that I can tell uh, that Rain Wilson is Lex Luthor, and you can you can almost hear him just chewing the lines. And I don't mean like mouth sounds, I mean like kind of, not hamming it up, but really chewing the scenery. And I'm not sure if I like that or not, because sometimes I can tell it's, it's Dwight Schrute uh, doing Lex Luthor, effectively. But DC has always pretty much batted a thousand percent, uh, or, you know, batted a thousand, if I may steal a sports uh, stat. I won't do it often. Uh, but batted a thousand on animated. I think they've only maybe had a, a, a misstep here or there, where I just went, nah. But for the most part, I mean, they're voice cast, their voice directing, the animation, the attention to detail, the the not being beholden to the source material, but um, paying it homage and doing something, maybe not new every time, but giving it kind of a fresh coat of paint, I've always appreciated, and I, I can't think of one bad uh, DC animated, oh, yep, yeah, I can, uh, it was Batman and Harley Quinn, but that was, you know... Paul Dini, who, once again, bats great with DC Animated. He did the Batman Animated Series, for fuck's sake. Won an Emmy for the Mr. Freeze episode, Heart of Ice, uh, which is one of the greatest episodes in television history, if you ask me, in terms of writing. Uh, pretty much kind of went 15-year-old fart jokes on the whole thing and kind of over-sexualized Harley. And I, I was that one I was not a fan of. Um, and they'd finally kind of moved away from using... Uh, both Arlene Sorkin and Tara Strong as Har the voice of Harley Quinn, and they pulled a, an actress whose name I can't remember, but she's Bernadette, the blonde who's uh, married to ha uh, Howard Wallowitz on Big Bang Theory, and she kind of brought in this like Jewish princess vibe to it that I I just didn't I didn't find amusing. Uh, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It seemed very out of character, but it really. Okay, so and they've been doing this for like, what, 20, 30 years? And I can only think of one where I was like, meh. So, I'm excited for Reign of the Superman. Lastly, I know it's going to be a short episode, and I'm sorry. Once again, I'm, I'm, I, I will do better next week. Uh, hopefully I feel better next week. I watched the Doctor Who New Year's episode of Resolution. Now, at first I thought it was a little cheesy that they called it Resolution when it was a New Year's episode. 
Episode? Episode. I'm from Canada now. Eh? Episode. But I found that it was more about the resolution of both the Doctor and the surprise return of a classic villain, a Dalek. Um, I love that they finally brought in a classic villain. I had talked to another Whovian friend about how um, Chris Chibnall, the new showrunner at, over at Doctor Who, said, well, we want to do, like, new villains, and, you know, we're not going to bring back kind of the mainstays like the Daleks, the Cybermen, the Weeping Angels. You know, and a lot of that, the I mean, the Weeping Angels were like, it was so Moffat, uh, Stephen Moffat, that, you know, I'd hate to see them brought back without him. And for Chris Chibnall to say, like, hey, we're going to think of new villains, great. But I always loved seeing a new Doctor, like Jodie Whittaker, or Matt Smith, uh, Peter Capaldi, whoever. David Tennant. Eccleston, whose first name I suddenly cannot remember. Christopher Eccleston. There we go. I always love seeing kind of a new Doctor take on a Dalek, because when, I, I want to say it was David Tennant, maybe? Maybe Matt Smith, when they were the Doctor was like, oh, you know, I'm going to destroy you, uh, all of you Daleks, because you're awful. And the Dalek goes, you would have made a good Dalek. And that emotional beat was like, holy shit. And that's what I like to see when new Doctors face Daleks. And this one was no different. Uh, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor facing off against the Dalek and saying like, you know, I'm giving you chance after chance after chance after chance. And really you've given me no choice but to basically eject you into a supernova-ing sun was nice. It was kind of a, to me, it was a, bit, a felt of a callback to when David Tennant's new doctor just like kills that alien and they were like, oh my god, you just killed him. And he was like, yeah, he was threatening Earth. Like sometimes you just have to shoot the guy or, or you know, whatever, like not save him, I guess would be the kind of Batman y thing to do. But, you know, sometimes you just have to eject the Dalek into a sun because you've given him chance after chance to, to just fucking leave. Like, not die, but, like, leave. So I found that it was more about being resolute uh, in terms of the Daleks' resolution to call the Armada and finally conquer Earth, uh, whereas it was Doctor Who's resolution saying, like, look, once again, every time I've given you an out and you've kind of pushed me to the point where my resolution to save you is gone. And it's gonna happen in front of a bunch of people. So, I really liked kind of that, that play on the word resolution, whether they meant to or not. And of course, they're British and they're smarter than us, so I hope they did. I know they did. Uh, and that is all. That is all that's left in the vomitorium. Hopefully I'm feeling better and we'll have a longer talk next week. So, from Nerd Vomit, I'm Doug and I'm out. Like a boner in sweatpants. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.